This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast presented by MonkeyNightFight.com. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. We have awoken from the tryptophan-induced haze uh, that we endured on Thanksgiving Day. Hopefully you had Antonio Gibson in your lineup, and you're already sitting pretty with a massive lead. But we still got the full slate of games, maybe minus Baltimore and Pittsburgh, because that's uh, <laughs> that's a bit of a disaster right now. Well, I think that game is going to be played uh, roughly 2036 will be the year <laughs> uh, that will actually have all negative tests, and everybody will be able to come together but let's talk first before we get into our fantasy five about Taysom Hill uh, which I think is a hot button topic right now in the world of fantasy Brandon and predict the line you know last week 233 over 50 yards couple of touchdowns on the ground but that was Atlanta at home now you travel to Denver and you faced a pressure-packed defense that's starting to get healthy of the Broncos so what do you think Taysom Hill is gonna post this weekend Mm, that's a good question here. I, I worry about him. If you watch the Taysom Hill game against Atlanta, uh, all time, all kinds of time in the pocket to throw the ball. I don't think he'll be nearly as comfortable. Um, you know, we knew he was a good runner and that showed up, but we didn't know he would be able to pass as well. I don't think he's going to look nearly as good. So I think he's under 200 yards in this one. I will say he is. Uh, let's go. 15 for 26 for 175 yards, one passing touchdown, an interception, 50 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I love the fact that you gave me completions and attempts. I will not yep. go that deep. Uh, that's, so. for, that's for uh, <laughs> yeah, completion leagues. Uh, I think you're go. right. He's under 200 passing yards. I, I got him for a buck 89 through the year, uh, no passing touchdowns. I'm going to say 47 on the ground with a rushing TD and one turnover. Yeah, pick your pick your poison. Is it going to be an interception or a fumble loss? Just one turnover. Uh, the Denver Broncos giving up just a 6.7 YPA. So definitely going to take a step back. And like I said, too, man, they like to dial it up. Top five in the NFL and pressure percentage applied. As good as this New Orleans offensive line has been, they are going to be tested in this one. Let's go head to head. You tell me you'd rather have this week Taysom Hill or Daniel Jones against those Hello Kitties, though Detroit is also very much in the running for that title of Cincinnati. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with Daniel Jones because he's not that far in terms of upside uh, to Taysom Hill on the ground. Maybe not the touchdown scoring upside on the ground, but uh, the rushing yard upside. And he, I think against Cincinnati, he's going to do more damage through the air. Top 10 quarterback this week. Love him. And they don't bring any pressure. So that's great news yeah. for that turnstile offensive line of the Giants. It's ta- or not Taysom Hill for me. It's Daniel Jones. Uh, what about Taysom Hill or Tom Brady against KC? Uh, I'm actually going to go with... Uh, this is close. I actually have Tom Brady one spot ahead of Taysom Hill, so I'm going to go with Tom Brady. But I have some I have some concerns about Mr. Brady as well. Uh, I'm going to go Tom Brady just a slight advantage over Taysom Hill. I got a one spot ahead. Last one, your boy Derek Carr going up against Atlanta or Taysom Hill. Derek Carr, number eight in my rankings. I love him. I am a, a few spots ahead of Taysom Hill. Sure. Yeah, I get on board with that. Uh, I have Taysom Hill currently ahead in my ranks, but I'm making that adjustment as we speak on the fly. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you push me in the right direction, uh, I believe, hombre. And again, if you want to get on any of that Taysom Hill action or Derek Carr as well, do so at monkeyknifefight.com. It's player props, folks. It's more or less over or under. You parlay them together in a pack of two all the way up to six. The more you hit on the over or the 
the under the more yeah, cash you stuff into your pockets this holiday season. Uh, use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. And when you sign up as a new user with that code, you get a free $5 game at the on the house. It's just you against the house, not you against lineup accumulators. Go there now at monkeyknifefight.com. With that, let's get to today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, let's start off with a running back that I'm getting a billion questions on Twitter about, uh, and I'm sure you are as well. Jonathan Taylor, Brandon, off a 100 total yard performance last week. Uh, brilliant in terms of yak per 10, 3.41. Very encouraging. Like getting that hot hand in the Indianapolis Colts backfield. It gets Tennessee in a rematch from week 10. The line here is 12 and a half fantasy points. That's PPR at Monkey Night Fight, uh, and I'm taking the over. Here, he, he's averaging 2.6 receptions per game. He runs a ton of routes every single week. Uh, he went over the receiving yards props that have been seeing out there in the sportsbook universe with ease. I think they were like 14 and a half, 15 and a half yards. I think he'll crush the over on that. Did so in the first matchup. But unlike the first matchup, which was the Naheem Hines show, I think it's going to be JTT early and often in this one. I bet he gets 15 to 20 touches here. And against a Tennessee front, giving up 4.36 yards per carry, 14 combined touchdowns, a fifth most fantasy points to the running back position. I'm taking the over on the 12 and a half fantasy points. 70, 80 combined, touchdown, very doable for the rookie at the University of Wisconsin. Fade or follow, 12 and a half fantasy points in the over for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I, I have to go over. I mean, the 22 carries last week, that's just, I mean, how many, you have to think that if he's not going to be the man in this one, at least he's giving given ample opportunity uh, after being the man last week to at least get the hot hand early. And if it doesn't happen, maybe they go away from him later in the game. But I think he's got to be, I mean, I would, I would guess the over under for him on carries this week is about 14 and a half. Yep. I think he's got to be somewhere right around there. 13 and a half, 14. And as long as he gets there, I'm feeling good about this. Um, and you know, he's been pretty good in the passing game as well. Um, so you can get a couple catches and that's going to help push his number over in my mind. I'm taking the over as well. All right, rapid fire, head to head. Tell me you'd rather have this week, Jonathan Taylor, or assuming he's back, Chris Carson. Chris Carson, please. Uh, I have Jonathan Taylor one spot ahead. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against the Sharpened Swords at Tampa Bay? Uh, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 20. I'm way down on him. I have Jonathan Taylor a couple spots ahead of him. Uh, I've got Taylor way ahead of him. Uh, I've got uh, CEH at 24 right now. Last one, same game, different name. Jonathan Taylor or Rojo, Ronald Jones? Uh, I will go Jonathan Taylor for sure. Uh, I've got Ronald Jones. Wow, or not. interesting. That's yeah. a breakout conversation for another time. Yeah, well, we shall see. <laughs> that might be coming up a little bit later on in the pod. <laughs> Number four. All right, let's talk about another unsung hero at the running back position, and it's Wayne Gallman Jr. of the New York Giants. We talked about our love affair that we have for Daniel Jones this week. It's 56 and a half rush yards. And you know what? I'm going to take the over here, Funston. You look at what Cincinnati's giving up. They're giving up 5.24 yards per carry, the running back position. Well over 100 rush yards per game to RBs as well. You know, Gallman uh, with uh, Devonta Freeman on the sidelines has been more or less the primary running back. You're getting some sprinklings here and there of Alfred Morris, but I think this is going to be a 15-17 to 17 touch game. I think it's going to be a positive game script. The guy's found the end zone uh, in, what, four consecutive games, I believe. So I, I think he's going to find the end zone yet again and I think he's going to hit the 60 yard mark on the ground as he's going to get ball to the belly 
often after halftime with the Giants building on their sizable lead. So, fade or follow my over 56.5 rush yards on Gallman. Mm, this is the right number, it feels like. It's right there. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under on mm. the, the Giants' uh, rushing attack. I don't know. Gallman's been good because he's scoring every game, but he's certainly not putting up big yardage numbers. He's faced some a tough slate of run defenses, and certainly Cincinnati softens things up a little bit. But I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I can't assume 57, 60 yards from a Giants running back this year. So I will. I think, like I said, I think it's a good number. It could, if he goes over, it won't be by a whole lot. If it comes under, probably not by a whole lot either. But I'll take the under. All right, uh, let's do a little head to head here. You tell me you'd rather have this week, Wayne Gallman or Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. <sighs> I got Kenyon Drake barely. Uh, Wayne Gallman or Todd Gurley if he goes. Uh, man, I think this is close. I was just going to call Gallman a middle-class version of Todd Gurley. Um, <laughs> I, I will take Todd Gurley. Uh, I, I will not take the arthritic knee of Todd Gurley. I'm going to go to Wayne Gallman. Last one, Wayne Gallman or Damian Harris? Uh, man, I'm, I have Damian Harris, but then you saw Belichick came out and said, Michelle, Sonny Michelle's had a couple good weeks of practice. He'll be good to go. So I'm a little leery that Sonny Michelle is uh, – going to potentially be employed this week and could run interference there. But right now, I'm going to go Damian Harris. Oh, Bezelchek, you can't trust him. Gallman all the way. Number three. All right, let's work at a wide receiver here at uh, Numero Trace. Curtis Samuel. And the line here is 49 and a half yards. Uh, over? Yes. Over? Probably <laughs> way over. He's been way over in this total uh, two of the last three games. He's seeing a sizable target share. Uh, 24 targets his last three uh, turns and you look at the matchup it, it's Minnesota and and what we know about Minnesota is this is an overly generous unit uh, they are a ragtag group and especially out of the slot where Samuel lines up more times than not he's got to get a lot of Jeff Gladney uh, he's given up a 121 pass rate and 1.62 yards per snap so very appealing matchup here Teddy Bridgewater back at the controls uh, I think it's in the 60s here in terms of receiving yards now if this were total yards you could tack on maybe additional 15 to 20 on the ground because he always gets a couple of either they're just straight handoffs or on some of those jet sweeps. But I love me some Curtis Samuel this week. I think he's easily a wide receiver, too. Do you agree on my over uh, pronunciation here at 49 and a half receiving yards for the pride of the Ohio State? Yeah, I'm absolutely over. I love this. I love Curtis Samuel as just a, a someone you go out and throw in your lineup this week. It's a great matchup, as you mentioned. Um, no Christian McCaffrey, so there's not going to be – you know, one just complete ball hog of this offense. I mean, Mike Davis will have a good game, I'm sure, as well, but he doesn't typically take the kind of uh, role that Christian McCaffrey does, and because of that, there's going to be a little bit more for everybody else, and I expect Curtis Samuel to be busy in every which way that he can hurt you, which is a, which is a very lot. So uh, I'll take the over. All right, rapid fire head ahead, Curtis Samuel or Michael Thomas? Curtis Samuel. I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, Freudian slip! Freudian slip. I'm looking, but I do have I do have Michael Thomas still a little bit higher. I that's a tough one. If I had to make that decision, I might do something crazy and go Curtis Samuel. Ah, uh, it's not crazy at all. That is a sound mind and body, amigo. I'm going to uh, get to go Curtis Samuel here. Uh, Curtis Samuel or Devontae Parker? Uh, I actually have Devontae Parker. I like Devontae Parker this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel. I got one spot ahead. Last one. Curtis Samuel or Allen Robinson with, I think, Mitchell Trubisky back. 
I will go with Allen Robinson because Allen Robinson's been in his best this year with Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, God, that's tough. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I don't trust anything about the Bears. I'm bitter. Number two. Oh, speaking of Allen Robinson, there he is. Five and a half receptions is the total. Uh, I will take the over here on this. I, I think it will be a 6-7 catch game. Now, I just admitted that I would take Curtis Samuel ahead of Allen Robinson. I think Curtis Samuel's got a really good shot at uh, at least 60 receiving yards, probably tack on additional 15 to 20 rushing, and I think he finds the end zone. I do not have confidence that Allen Robinson's going to find the end zone. Why? Because the Bears offense is absolutely irreparable. It is completely broken and is shattered into a million pieces. I don't care if it's Matt Nagy calling the shots or Bill Lazor. It doesn't matter, but Trubisky does have tunnel vision for him. Uh, so, again, I think it's going to be a 6-7 catch game. I will take the over here. I think he's a fine wide receiver, too. I think there are just better options out there, though he is going to get a heavy dose of Jair Alexander in this contest. So, uh, I'm guessing you're going to follow me here, but fade or follow, five and a half catches on the over for Allen Robinson. Yeah, I'm going to definitely follow you. He, uh, you know, la- last full game of Trubisky, I think he had a 10-catch game against Atlanta. We know that was a good matchup, but uh, – you know, I, I just he was targeted at least nine times in each of Trubisky's games, uh, average over 70 yards. Yeah, I just feel I feel like he's a solid choice for six catches. He's done it three straight games. So, um, yeah, this is a benchmark. I think he can clear with relative ease. God, the Bears are terrible. Quit bumbling around, you stupid Bears. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, let's work in Ronald Jones. As we foreshadowed earlier on in this podcast, uh, 61 and a half yards on the ground. Uh, that is a line at monkeynightfight.com. And I'm taking the over here, Brandon. He's had five games of 15-plus attempts, and I, this is going to be a six-game. You know, obviously, game script's going to be contingent on whether or not he gets there. Can uh, Tampa Bay and company keep pace with Patrick Mahomes? And, you know, the blueprint was scribbled. It was laid out uh, by Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams last week. Just throw early and often on this secondary. And you know that's what Mahomes is going to do. Uh, they're probably going to abandon the run. I'm not big on CEH's result. Uh, you definitely are congruent with me on that feeling. But Rojo, 3.58 yak per attempt. That's top 15 at the running back position. And you can run on Kansas City. They've got a 4.46 yards per carry, 151 total yards per game, 13th most fantasy points to the running back position. I think he hits 70 yards. I think he finds the end zone. Just hold on the ball, son, and don't get yourself into the doghouse. So fade or follow Ronald Jones over 61 and a half rush yards. What do you say? Man, I think the big problem here is Tampa has to keep it close early and let them try to establish the run, and they're, they're going to totally want to because uh, Tom Brady is – my issues with Tom Brady is Kansas City can get after the quarterback, uh, do a lot of things that we've seen teams like the Rams and the Saints do against him and make him look miserable. Um, so that is a concern for this offense. So it behooves them to see if they can get Jones going early and keep this game close. I say they almost accomplish, accomplish it. I think they end up just a little bit short – uh, Rojo ends up in the 50s and rushing yards, but I think he's going to be a little bit more involved in the passing game this week. They might try that out because Leonard Fournette, what did he have, like three drops last week? Oh, he was awful. God, yeah, he had so butter They hands. might just take their chances on what Rojo can bring them in the passing. I think overall, uh, not a bad play here because I think he's going to end up doing something that's going to help your fantasy team. True or false, Ronald Jones finishes inside the top 15 this week. Uh, I will say somewhere between 15 and 20. 
Okay, so a cowardly falls from Brandon Funson. I think it's number 15 on the nose. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Check out his work as well at The Athletic. Check me out on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. And also log on to FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTNBets.com. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to get 10% off your subscription today. Until next time. As always, adios!